For many years, I have wrestled with today's story about Jesus and the Syrophoenician woman because the Jesus I see in this story is nothing like the gentle Jesus, meek and mild, I heard about in my childhood. Jesus' reply to the woman's plea to heal her daughter sounds dismissive and insulting. Where is the compassionate Jesus always ready to heal? To figure out what is really going on in this story, we need to take a look at Mark's Gospel as a whole. If we read Mark's Gospel from beginning to end in one go, instead of in bits and pieces, it is much easier to see what Mark is trying to do. Today's two stories are sandwiched between the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000. And in both of these stories, there is an abundance of leftovers, bits and pieces of bread in chunks and in crumbs. The main difference between the two stories is that the second miracle takes place in non-Jewish territory. This would have been very important to the people who first listened to Mark's Gospel. The early believers were a mixture of people from all sorts of backgrounds, including many who were not Jewish by birth. Just in case these non-Jewish believers ever doubted that Jesus, the very Jewish Messiah, was also their Lord, Mark includes Jesus' adventures in the Gentile locations of Tyre and in the Decapolis. Today's story about the daring, desperate and clever Syrophoenician woman is like a gateway opening up to reveal Jesus as the universal Messiah, the saviour of all people regardless of race, gender, culture or background. With Mark's purpose for telling us the story of the Syrophoenician woman in mind, it is easy to see why it has a place in Scripture. But this doesn't explain Jesus' seemingly rude reply to the woman's bold and desperate request. In describing her and her people as dogs, Jesus is basically saying she is unclean, separated from those with Jewish heritage, the ones who get to have a seat at the table in God's house, the ones who get to be fed first. There are two main ways to look at Jesus' response to the woman in this story. First, we can assume that Jesus is simply testing the woman, challenging her to express her faith. Or secondly, we can consider that the woman does indeed get the better of Jesus winning the argument and persuading him to release the crumbs of healing. Either way, the woman stands as a great example of simple faith born out of a deep need. Her example of courageous faith also stands as a stark contrast to the faith of Jesus' disciples in the following chapter of Mark. When the disciples mistake Jesus' warning about the yeast of the Pharisees as a request for more bread, Jesus will remark, Do you still not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and fail to see? Do you have ears and fail to hear? Now, if we were to hear Mark's Gospel in one reading, the alert listener would probably have a light bulb moment and go, That's right, only a few moments ago I heard that Jesus healed a deaf man who couldn't hear or speak properly. And now, 
It is the disciples who are acting as if they are deaf and cannot hear the truth of Jesus as Lord. Mark follows this little exchange between Jesus and the disciples with, guess what? The healing of a blind man. At this point, I wonder if the disciples start to get the message and open their eyes to see who Jesus really is and their ears to understand his teaching. We can see that these miracle stories point beyond the physical healings and act as metaphors for seeing Jesus for who he is, hearing the word and then speaking the word. Mark is a master storyteller, weaving stories in and out of one another with the intention of making us, his readers, wonder about Jesus. We too, like Mark's original audience, are challenged to see and hear the truth about Jesus and ultimately to declare and proclaim it. There is another theme within Mark's Gospel that is present in today's readings that is both challenging and inspiring, the theme of secrecy. Did you notice that Jesus was trying to escape attention in the house in Tyre? And that he heals the deaf-mute man in private? And what about his command to the healed deaf man to tell no one about the miracle? Mark tells us that the more Jesus ordered the deaf man and his friends to keep quiet, the more zealously they proclaimed it. This should make us wonder about our own hesitancy to speak about our faith in Jesus. I know there are lots of reasons why we say nothing. Fear of rejection, fear of offending someone, fear of humiliation or perhaps confrontation. But wouldn't it be wonderful to be full of the kind of faith and enthusiasm and zeal we hear about in today's story? Jesus literally could not shut the healed man and his friends up and he could not refuse a woman of great faith her request. Perhaps we are just not very excited about the fact that Jesus is Lord and Saviour of all, the one who has healed us from a life without meaning, the one who has granted us a vision of God's kingdom and the one who has allowed us to hear the words of grace. Today's story shows us that God's mission to heal and reconcile the whole world is ever-expanding, unstoppable and inclusive. Heaven shall not wait for us to get out of our comfort zone, our apathy or our fear. Instead, we just need to decide to either get on board with God's mission or not. The good news is, that if we need a shot of enthusiasm, some zeal and some energy to enable us to get on board, we only need ask the one who empowers us to do all great and good things. May God's Spirit give us eyes to see and ears to hear the good news once again and forever and always. Like the deaf man's ears and bound tongue, we too may need to be opened up to the wonders of our Lord's grace and healing. Amen. The following hymn is Heaven Shall Not Wait When Our Lord Walked 
the earth.